Now on Radio Italia Uno, it's time to change the world with Matt McQuinley. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, canceling cancel culture, discussing and listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, business, history, and more. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Right now on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Good evening and welcome to Change the World with Matt McQuinley. Our first guest today is somebody that we're really lucky to have on the show, Stan Contos. He's the co-founder and director of Soul Results, which is a leading organization in South Australia that provides personal and professional development and coaching, mentoring, as well as training. He's also chairman of the Universal Charitable Fund and on the state advisory board of the Starlight Children's Foundation Australia as well as being the co-founder and executive chairman of the Star Pharmacy Group, which has 52 pharmacies throughout South Australia, Queensland, New South, and New South Wales, and has over 500 employees and turns over about $130 million annually. Stan, uh, thank you very much for being on the show today. Welcome. Thank you, Matt. Uh, great to be here. Thank you for inviting me, and uh, greetings to all the, uh, all the people out there. Now your journey from from a kid to a pharmacist to an uh, to an entrepreneur and then to somebody who's focused on a life of service is really fascinating. Can you tell us a little bit about that, please? Of course. Um, one of the one of the things I realized over time, Matt, is uh, is uh, with, to be um, successful is not just about achievement; it's getting the balance of achievement and fulfillment. So. So I still enjoy being a pharmacist, still enjoy being in the industry, but but I also um, look at doing other things to help me be more fulfilled. And, and there's nothing more fulfilling than giving. Mm, wow. So how, how do you, how do you uh, what specific areas do you help people out in? Well, we saw results. Uh, I, I coach a handful of people uh, personally. Uh, usually they're entrepreneurs or small business people and uh, coach and mentor them and help them with their business, with their life. Um, also, uh, through Soul Results, we, we run a, a breakfast event every month, once a month on the first Wednesday of the month and uh, love uh, love speaking there and interviewing great state leaders that we can all learn from and as well as sometimes give, uh, give uh, information myself. And um, run a retreat a couple of days a year in September in the Barossa and we call it the next level and, and that helps people take their life to the next level it's all about changing their thinking and changing the way they live um and and just day to day i mentor a lot of my managers and partners in our in our pharmacy group i enjoy doing that and um and there's always people you run, run into every day whether it's family friends and uh and i always look for ways that i can add value so you're saying everybody can be an ambassador for positivia and uh everybody can be a helper is that what you're saying Absolutely, Matt. And uh, um, you know, we, we all um, we all think we have to have uh, credentials, but you know, our credentials can come with time, with with experience, with reading books, with doing courses, and and then we find our little niche in the world where we can help people in a certain way. And and each one of us has got our own gifts to share. And and uh, in life, I've worked out you, you discover your gifts, then you share your gifts. Mm. 
Well, it sounds like uh, when, when you mentioned before, you talked about helping people change their thinking. In, in what ways do you think uh, people need to change their thinking in a general sense, and how do you do that? I discovered um, um, a long time ago, Matt, that uh, you know, first we create our world inside us, and then our world appears outside us. So, um, so what actually happened, I started realizing as I changed my thinking, my life began to change. Now, it doesn't happen overnight, but with time, you start seeing changes. I also noticed that uh, I tended to attract people like me. So if I was um, putting effort into being happier and more positive, I tended to attract happy, positive people in my life. And I also noticed that, uh, um, you know, I can make people feel good by the language I use uh, because the way I think and the way I speak um, affects people. And so, uh, because I noticed it was affecting me, you know, we all go into that situation where there's somebody who's really positive and then we feel good when we finish with them, or somebody maybe is negative and depressed and then we feel negative and depressed when we finish with them. So each person can affect the other person. So I began to focus on, well, how can I positively impact uh, people around me? And the good thing about it is when I focus on positively impacting others, I actually positively impact myself as well, because mm. I feel better being more positive. That's such a that's such a great takeaway. I mean, uh, you know, if you and I found that myself, the only times in my life I've actually been happy is when I've been of service to others. And there's just so much uh, power in that. It's all, it's almost yeah. like you, you know, if you want to be happy, if you really are self centered, you need to go out and help other people if you want to be happy. And uh, in my opinion, because that's yeah. for me at least, that's the only way to do it. Absolutely. It's uh, how do we uh, um, get away from self-centeredness to selflessness, mm. um, which is all about focusing on helping others, and that's how we help ourselves. Mm. I want to I want to go back a second to the point that you made about you know focusing on your your own thinking. I mean, I, I even the Bible all the way back talks about that. I mean, whether whether you believe in the Bible or not, it's really immaterial because I think everybody listening would have to agree that there's some good advice in there, like uh, don't commit adultery, don't murder anyone. <laughs> you know, yeah. some some pretty simple things that are good advice. But one of the things it talks about is is that you you know your thoughts become your words and your words become your actions so we have to really you know work on our thoughts is there is there anything you'd like to add to your previous statement because i thought that was pretty powerful absolutely i mean one of the key messages in the bible is that in everything give thanks so we can only give thanks if we if we're positive um so if we you know if we one of the key three key words i remember is give thanks um, rejoice and, um, and 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 always um, and care for others. So it really is um, it really is about positive thinking and positive language. Mm. And of course, we're human. We all have our moments where we may get a bit down or stressed or, or whatever it is. But but then you know we need to be aware that we can change our state of mind. Um, no one's perfect. There's always going to be moments, but that's exactly what they become. Perhaps we can get away from having a week or, or, or a day of, of not feeling right in just a moment. Mm. And that comes from a lot of self-discipline. Mm. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, 
Now, you're yourself, obviously, you're a, you're a, a leader. Uh, you've got you know five hundred some employees. You've uh, you're in, uh, the in, in charge of the well co charge of uh, Soul Results, which is a mentoring and uh, self improvement type organization. What do you think about the the uh, the quality of leadership in general worldwide and here in Australia? I think um, if I look at uh, say political leadership. I think we're we're really fortunate in general. We've got some. We've always had, whether it's Labor, Liberal, we've always had some really good leaders. That's in comparison to other countries that I've looked at, where they have leaders that are very um, corrupt or, or um, um, you know, not really doing what's best for their state or their country. So I think in general we've had some really good leaders. We tend to be a little bit harsh on our leaders. I think, you know, they make a little mistake and then we magnify it. To, um, so I think we're a little bit, possibly a little bit harsh on our leaders compared to other countries. Um, because I, I believe overall that Australia, if you look at it as a country, it's a pretty good country. Mm-hmm. It's often termed the lucky country. And um, it's got great welfare systems and great opportunity for growth. And, um, uh, and, and it's just, you know, people want to move here. Why, just, why, don't, why do people want to move here? And, and why is our um, intake, of course, COVID, there was a lull, but right now it's picking up again and and it's people wanting to come into Australia. Why is that so? Um, there's many countries, and I won't state them, where people don't want to go there, don't want to live there. Um, so clearly we're a good country, and a good country can only be created from good leadership um, and good systems and good laws. So I think overall, we're, we're, I, I, I think we're, we've got great leadership in this country. Not perfect, because humanity is not perfect. No one is perfect in any country. But I think in general, I think we've got good leadership in a good country. Hmm. Well, one thing that uh, I, that's been impressed upon me in the past, and one thing I had to learn the hard way, is that if you're a leader, you really have to uh, focus on preparing yourself for service. Um, yep. Can you talk a little bit about that? Why that's important, and what changes leaders ni- might need to make to prepare themselves for service? I think you mentioned earlier about the Bible. I mean, it's, it's you know we, we're transitioning as. As the as the hundreds and thousands of years go by, into the greatest leaders are the servant leaders, um, and and I suppose you know we look at Jesus, he was a servant leader. So clearly, we are moving in that direction where I suppose we are we're transforming as as human beings into into a um, a, a higher level of thinking where we realise that hey, how do I get people to follow me? I they follow me because I serve them and they trust me. Mm. So. That's the general trend I'm seeing, uh, not in every country, of course, but in, 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 in most countries, and especially in this country, a lot of our leaders um, really are service-based leaders. They, um, they, they're, they're, on, they're on watch 24 hours a day. They, 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 they give of themselves. Wow, you know, that's a great point. I mean, if you go back in, in history, uh, you know, servant leadership is is the best kind of leadership and the type that's always been promoted, even all the way back to the ancients, Jesus, Lao, Lao Tzu, um, you know, uh, Cicero, and so on, and Cincinnatus. Yeah. But we're going to take a quick break, uh, and we're going to be right back with Stan Contos, CEO of the uh, Star Pharmacy Group. Radio Italia 1 
You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. We're back with Stan Contos, founder and director of Soul Results, as well as, uh, I think I said CEO before, it's executive chairman of the Star Pharmacy Group. Uh, and in the last session, we talked about a whole bunch of things, uh, including uh, what leaders, how, why leaders need to be prepared, uh, uh, make themselves uh, fit for service, and how they can do that. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about one thing I've heard you talk about before, Stan, is how you focus on a little bit of improvement every single day, and why that's important. Absolutely, Matt. Uh I call it the one percenters. Um, you know, it's it's very it's very challenging for somebody to make a massive transformation. You know, let's take for example creating uh, wealth or losing weight or whatever it is. Like, you know, it just doesn't happen overnight. So therefore, you know, but if we can do a one percenter, we can do a bit every day, and we can move towards our our, our big goals. And it's much easier. The old wisdom of uh, how to eat an elephant uh, one bite at a time. And so that's how, that's how we progress. It's, uh, it's, it's a bit at a time, keep our eye on the big goal, but keep focusing on our daily improvement. And eventually we get there. Mm. <laughs> I actually, what you just said reminded me of uh, something I read a long time ago. Uh, in the world's book, uh, Guinness World Book of Records, there's a fella from France who ate an entire bicycle. And he wow. uh, melted it down and ate this entire bike just to prove that he could do it. But if he did it just a one little bit at a time. So, I mean, that's uh, <laughs> a weird but uh, <laughs> I think a good example of what you're, what you're talking about. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'd, li- I, I'd like you to – one thing that I've heard you talk about before that I think is – is really powerful as well, and if you could expand on it, and and I, and I think it's probably been one of the key things that's, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but one of the things that uh, obviously your strengths has helped you build a, a large, uh, more than one large powerful organizations is the fact that you, you understand that not everybody thinks the same way or believes the same things, and and that's not that's not bad. Can you talk a little bit about that for us? Absolutely, uh, Matt. Uh, um, we all, my belief is, um, you know, we must all have the same outcome, and that is uh, to live peacefully together. In order to live peacefully together, I can't believe I'm right, you're wrong, or, or my religion's right, yours is wrong, or, or you know, we, we need to understand that there's got to be differences, and so, in, uh, and so it's important to develop tolerance and uh, understanding that, you know, Everyone's different, they're unique, but hey, you know, the ultimate outcome is let's live together peacefully and all prosper and all help each other. And um, like, for example, in, in the various businesses, uh, I, um, I'll have um, all sorts of ethnicities as business partners, whether they're Chinese or, or uh, Middle Eastern or Indian or Vietnamese or, or whatever it is, lots of different ethnicities. Each one of those ethnicities has a different... Um, cultural uh, background and different way of living. They may have different religions, but we all have the same a- um, outlook, which is let's work together, let's uh, let's uh, let's do well and improve each other's lives. So it all comes down to people focusing on the big picture. Uh, I learned from uh, Jim Rohn, a great speaker many years ago. 
is that don't major in minor things. Um, as soon as you make the minor things too big, you create problems. And so let's focus on the big picture and on the things we all want rather than the differences that we have. Mm. Wow, that's so important. Um, one thing that, that uh, I, I know that I've heard you talk about before that, I, that I've read almost all the successful super high flyer people out there do is they have like a morning ritual. They have, they have uh, time where they are actually recharging and they're growing personally uh, and spiritually. Can, can you talk a little bit about that and why you think it's important and what you do, if you wouldn't mind? Absolutely. And one of the things that we teach at the next level, which is our two-day event in September, which just happened once a year, is, is, how to have a, um, is how to have a good day every day. And we call it the good day strategy. And um, so we've got, to, we've got to make sure we wake up on the right side of the bed. And, and the way we do that is we get up and have some rituals. Um, those rituals can include things like breathing exercises, meditation, uh, walking, uh, some affirmations, um, some gratitude, and I just go through a little checklist of things every day. So I, um, you know, I'll get up at six in the morning, but I won't start working until nine thirty because I go through my the start of my day. I've got to go. I've got to make sure that my mind, my heart, everything's in the right place, and uh, and I spend a fair bit of time. Um, you know, a lot of it is done while I'm walking in the morning. Mm. So, yeah, I can encourage people, develop your own good day strategy. It might only be half an hour, that's okay. But but do something um, where you can start your day in a positive way. And usually it incorporates exercise, incorporates breathing, incorporates self-talk. Mm. Well, you talked about uh, the, the last time I heard you speak, I was lucky enough to hear you speak, you talked about the eight areas of life. And obviously, in the small amount of time we have left, you're not going to be able to get delve into deeply the eight areas of life that one should be focused on. But can you tell us a little bit about what they are? Uh, just quickly, uh, you know, scratch the surface for us. Absolutely. That, um, I'll use it as a common, it's a very good coaching tool when I'm coaching people. And, you know, if we want to find out what we're going to work on, let's review the wheel of life. And um, the wheel of life includes areas like career or business, it includes health, it includes finances, it includes leisure, it includes personal development, which is developing our mind, it includes spiritual development, which is our, our, our religion, um, it includes family and friendships, and it also includes your key relationship with your, with your life partner. So look at all those areas, and what we aim to do is, um, you know, we've got eight areas. It's, it's very rare for a human being to have every area perfect, but there's always some work to be done in one or two areas. And that's the areas we focus on when, when I'm coaching people. How can we improve this area over the next month? And then that'll take your life to another level. And then when we catch up in, in the following month, um, there's always another area to work on because people talk about life balance, but life balance um, is really an ongoing process that realizing when you're out of balance how, how you've got to fix it. That's life balance. It's never achieved, but it's a constant quest. And the life wheel is a, is a tool that helps us focus on every area so we can move towards a more balanced life. Wow, that's great. So, the key, so, so you work with people on balance, which is key. Um, yeah. The, the, uh, the, in this very tiny amount of time we have left, it's getting smaller and smaller here. We're running <laughs> down the clock. Is, what's the one thing? 
if you ha- could only get one thing across to the listeners today or the people you work with at Soul Results, what's the one thing they would carry away from you? I think it's, it's I mean, there's many, but the one thing that comes to mind is really reflect on your life and there's going to be some common themes and find the purpose of your life. And um, when you find what you put on earth for, what your purpose is, you know, share it um, wherever you are, personally, professionally, and you'll enjoy everything you do much more when it's purposeful, when it's linked to what really ignites you and keeps you alive and keeps you excited. And we've all got that. We've all had those moments where we really, wow, I feel good doing this. And so let's discover more of those moments that's linked to our purpose and, uh, and then um, share it with everybody around you. Wow, that's great. Well, <clears throat> Stan, thank you so much for being with us today. I know that you've got to gotta hop here, but uh, as Soul Results is such a great organization, can you, is there anything uh, you can, can you tell these guys, uh, any of the listeners about how they could uh, learn more about Soul Results or maybe Definitely. even you could have a special promotion for the listeners? Yeah, that's um um, you know, at Soul Results, one of, one of the, uh, the the constant events that we have is our monthly breakfast on the first Wednesday of the month. We sort of start between, we arrive at 6.30, start by 7, and it's very motivational, very inspirational, very educational. We finish by 8.30. Um, I'd encourage those people that are that are looking for more in life, uh, particularly if they're in business or they're executives or, or they want to grow in life, to come along to the breakfast on the first Wednesday of the month. Um, our, our website is soulresults.com. Um, you can email us at life at soulresults.com. That's life at soulresults.com. And just mention this radio show, and, and we'll give you a 30% discount on the on the ticket to come to the breakfast. And the breakfast, of course, includes a meal and, and a coffee and, and, and uh, um, as well as an uh, entertaining morning and meeting lots of positive people. So uh, life at soulresults.com is the website. and uh, Sorry, is the email address. And I encourage people that want to come along to, to email us. All right. And uh, 30% off the breakfast there. And there's a yeah. lot of, I, I was at the last meeting, and I tell you, it was, it was wonderful. It was great. So I recommend it to uh, anyone who's listening. Well, thank you very much, Stan, for being here with us today. And uh, we're going to be back in just a little bit with Jack Lewis, who at the tender age of 24 has quite a bit to discuss about his uh, journey as an entrepreneur. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Welcome back. We're here with Jack Lewis. And at the tender age of 24, he has quite a bit to discuss with us about today. Uh, he's an entrepreneur and has had a challenging upbringing and, and struggled with anxiety and depression. Uh, Jack, thank you for being here today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, look, thank you. Um, thank you, Matt. Thank you to your team. Um, thank you. All right. Great. Well, um, Jack, can you uh, – it's my understanding that you started out a business as a, a really young and that you've been able to take it international. And because of that, you've been able to meet and work with some pretty interesting people. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So in high school, I had the uh, unique experience – um, of receiving some mentoring through our uh, research project. So uh, I received mentoring from local designers in Region Arcade. Um, so 
some of these designers include uh, Van Velasquez from Average Cat and Dave Court at Created Range, um, both well respected in the industry. Um, so in our region arcade here in Adelaide, um, throughout the uh, course or duration of the project assignment, uh, the local artists really took me under their wing and mentored me and provided me an understanding of uh, the involvement and process of how a T-shirt's made. Uh, we went over art design, uh, customer, target audience, and so on. So through this, I was humbled um, to meet and mo- work with now friend, um, NBL superstar Mitchell Creek. Uh, I've worked with him closely on a project um, Sorry, I did work with him closely on a project at the time uh, when he was our captain of the Adelaide 36ers. Um, And then more recently, when I was going through um, relaunching the the fashion label, um, I was also uh, involved again with Mitch. So there's been some brilliant opportunities, um, all thanks to working really hard. Oh, wow. So you got to work with uh, Mitch Creek. He, he was with the 76ers, and now he's with uh, Southeast uh, Melbourne Phoenix, right? Yeah, so Mitch spent some time with the 36ers um, yeah. here in Adelaide. Oh, it's uh, 76ers. That's okay. I'm flashing back to the U.S. That, uh, he's also spent some time with the Brooklyn Nets as well. So he oh, has, wow. He has um, been fortunate enough to play over in the States. Mm. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. So now um, I, th- I think it's fair to say that Mitch Creek's probably the face of the Australian Basketball League mm. here. Um, he's probably our best player. Um, so I, I've been fortunate enough to work with him more recently again. Um, the, I did this as well with uh, local um, sporting host, uh, Jared Walsh. Um, I touched on that um, as well uh more recently we were raising some awareness um for charity as well um so we were touching on this and just trying to uh, essentially yeah make a positive impact in the community and try and focus on creating a positive change i think it's so important and these two gentlemen that have such a big um influence um in the sporting world um have really um guided me so it's been fantastic so what motivated you to want to help? I suppose um, growing up for me has always been quite tough. You know, living with a single mom and a younger brother, it's only ever been us three in support of our family. So I've um, been put in a position where I'm fortunate enough now to be able to, you know, draw on some of these connections and draw on some of these opportunities that are in front of me uh, on a daily basis and on a regular basis like your show today so there's um i guess my view on it is that if there's ever a chance that i can give back to the community i always try in my own way Mm. now you had a pretty rocky start i guess uh your dad uh, was in prison for armed robbery yeah that's right um he did spend some time in there so i'm told i don't really have much to do with him these days but you know I think it speaks to the amazing support that I have uh, and I've been fortunate enough enough to have from my mom and family, my grandparents, um, uncle as well. So, yeah, yeah, it it hasn't defined me. Mm. Well, how how did it affect you having that kind of a... Yeah, I think, um, as we touched on off air, um, I think really not having that male role model around um, at an early time it can definitely be hard as a young man growing up. Um, you know, sometimes you look to direction for your um, 
for, for where to go or where to turn to. But, you know, I've had these really strong male role models around me. So I've been fortunate enough to have my uncle uh, Ben and uh, I've been really fortunate enough to have uh, my grandfather Gary, who's no longer with us, rest in peace, and Oliver. Um, but both those two and Trevor, um, they've all really guided me onto this path that I'm onto today. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah. How important do you think it is for a young man to have a male role model? Um, I just think uh, mentoring and male role models are equally as important as a female role model. You know, um, it's critical to getting um, young people and youth um, onto the right path at the early stages of adolescence. Mm. Wow. Okay, well, um, now you uh, told me uh, in the break there that uh, you've had some struggles with depression and and anxiety, and and, and that really made me uh, think about it, uh, That uh, and I looked it up, that business people uh, have a higher, much higher uh, uh, incidence of of depression and anxiety. In fact, uh, as, as far as the Australian statistics go, it's 56% of business owners experience depression and anxiety in a given year. And that shoots up to 62% if the business owner has between five and nine employees. So it means it's impacting the job creators. And it's even higher if the person's under 40. So um, can you tell us a little bit about your how that you know, your struggles with that? Yeah, look, I think mental health is a real thing. I think those statistics speak to what you're saying and what we're talking about today. Um, it's a reality that everyone uh, goes through at some point in their life at least once. Um, so ultimately, you know, um, I suppose I've struggled more with depression and anxiety uh, myself, but I think that's just through the attention that I've received. So I suppose uh, now I've decided to um, pursue um, making um, or creating more awareness and using my platform that I have um, to make a positive change in community. Mm. Mm. And, and what did you? How did you get yourself through all that? You know, and come to the conclusion that you wanted to change direction and become, you know, more of a positive, be an influencer in a positive way. Yeah, I suppose I listen to uh, one uh, motivational speaker quite regularly on YouTube, Eric Thomas. Um, for me, uh, his words of wisdom and strength uh, have always got me through a lot of um, issues that I've had, and helped me persevere through difficult times. But, you know, having a great support network, having a great support network of friends, family and loved ones, and even a really great doctor, it just really can pull you through difficult times. Mm. So the key from your point of view is find other people to inspire you, have solid uh, support, and uh, come up with a mission. Absolutely. All right. Well, some wise words. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back here in just a little bit with Jack Lewis. Radio Italia Uno. You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. We're back with Jack Lewis, 24-year-old entrepreneur. Uh, Now, Jack, you, uh, you had an opportunity... Uh, through the work that you've been doing uh, to take the business international. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, so I think as we touched on earlier with the T-shirt making, so back in 2017, I was provided the opportunity uh, to do a runway here in Adelaide. Um, so that was through Raw Australia. Um, I believe they may have since closed down. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, Raw. But um, I know they still operate internationally. Um, so recently uh, they got in contact uh, with me and they were talking about doing a fashion show uh, potentially in Canada. Um, but I'm still reviewing whether this is best for me uh, mentally at the moment um, and for my family as well. But it's still an, an opportunity that I really appreciate to showcase my work. Mm. Now, you mentioned in the break there that you uh, uh, decided to not be on social media anymore. Can you tell me a little bit about that, why, why that's the case? Yeah, so I've taken... Um, I guess a bit of a stand on removing social media just personally um, because I just feel that it's quite toxic you know I think we go online and we can often see this reality of the way other people are living and it can often be misleading or um, you know um, it sends you wanting to achieve something that's just not realistic um, so for me, I do it more so um, to buy more time in my day. I'm able to schedule more time into whatever I need to focus on and uh, my goals and goal setting. So it really helps me just having more time in my day because I was on my phone too much personally. Mm. Well, yeah, there have been a lot of studies that link uh, a lot of social media use to depression. And I can't remember who told me this, but somebody told me once that they have their Facebook life and then their real life. <laughs> so so uh, obviously the Facebook life is an idealized version of it. Um, so yeah, I can see some value in cutting that back. Unless, of course, you're going to cut out the time, you're going to check out the Change the World uh, with Matt McQuinley Facebook page where you can hear all kinds of great things that would make your life better. Um, but anyway, uh, you're, you're going to be doing some work here with... Uh, some uh, some Aboriginal people uh, and tying that into basketball and can you talk a little bit about that for us? Yeah, so this is still in very early stages at the moment, um, but I really would love to work with our um, Aboriginal people here in the, our community. Um, um, I would also like to state that you know I I don't know anything about Aboriginal culture. I pay respects to the Ghana land that we're on today, talking um, uh, uh, on, um, but I, I would really like to get. A program together um, working alongside Aboriginal elders. Um, so that's in early stages at the moment, um, but I'm hoping to create a mentoring program, um, hopefully with government, um, to w focus on some art therapy uh, with our youth and uh, the Aboriginal elders or anyone that would like to have an involvement in this and highlight their amazing artwork and really just look at painting some of the local basketball courts around Adelaide. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's the one thing that you would like uh, the listeners to carry away uh, from our time here today? I think um, the one thing that I'd like to take away from this opportunity today would probably be uh, something that I think of from one of my favorite basketball players. So um, he plays for the Golden State Warriors, Stephen Curry. Mm -hmm. uh, he's another person that has a strong faith in God, um, so I always give God glory uh, and opportunities and times first 
Um, but I think their real slogan um, is for the Golden State Warriors is strength in numbers. So I think that's something we need to remind ourselves of daily in the world that we live in. We're often too far apart, and we need to be more together. So that, that what do you mean, mean by strength in numbers? What? Uh, how? Wh- why do you think that's important? I just think we live in such um, in a world that's so divided at the moment. So any any time that we can be more on the same page or more. Uh, with the focus to help your neighbour, I think it's only going to benefit the world that we live in. Mm. Yeah. And what's the second thing you want everybody to carry away? Just continue to pay it forward. Uh, continue to um, do small random acts of kindness. You don't know how much that's going to impact someone's day. Um, you know, recently with the struggles that we had with COVID, um, I think that really should have taught a lot of people a lesson that, you know, nothing is promised and... Um, we should just really continue to just pay it forward and be kind to one another as much as we can. We don't have much time on the planet. Wow, that's uh, really wise for somebody of your of your age, uh, you know. So that's some great and powerful information. Uh, we're going to be back here in just a little bit to to wrap up. I want to thank uh, Jack for being here today. Radio Italia Uno. You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello, I'm back, (laughs) and so are you. And I'd like to close our show like I always do with a quick inspirational message. I want to talk about a fellow that I heard speak uh, many years ago at Military University. His name was Colonel Edward Hubbard. And I also want to recommend the book that he wrote. It's called Escape from the Box. And in it, I'm not going to have enough time to give it justice, but in the book, he discusses things like competition, perceptions, teamwork, purpose, and much more. But the subtitle of the book is The Wonder of Human Potential. And Colonel Hubbard was a POW in Vietnam in a prison camp for over 2,420 days. That's over six and a half years. He talks about two areas of human potential, one being physical, the other being mental. And in prison, what the prisoners had to do to communicate was tap on the wall as no speaking was permitted. And of course, they could only tap on the wall when they could look underneath the door at the light and see that there was no guard around. So they would tap on the on the wall, so many taps for an A, so many for a B, so many for a C, so on and so forth. Well, one day their commanding officer, that means the guy who had the highest rank that was a prisoner, tapped on the wall a message to all of the other men that were held prisoner. And the message was something like this, men, it has come to my attention that we are in poor physical condition which is a bit of an understatement. They were tortured. They were getting less than 150 calories a day, which is approximately an apple and a half. Colonel Hubbard himself had went from 178 pounds at his capture down to 98 pounds. So the officer in charge said, men, from now on, every month we're going to have a physical fitness test and every man must be able to do 50 push-ups and 100 sit-ups. So 
they didn't want to argue with their commanding officer because they hoped someday they would get out of prison. So they decided to start training. So Colonel Hubbard went over to the wall of his two-meter by two-meter cell, tapped on the wall to the Navy guy next to him. Want to have a push-up context? The Navy guy tapped back. Sure, why not? I'm not going anywhere. So Colonel Hubbard gets up the next morning, does 50 push-ups, is very proud of himself because he's living in these horrible conditions, taps on the wall to the Navy guy. I did 50 push-ups. Colonel Hubbard waits a few minutes. Navy guy taps back. I did a hundred. Colonel Hubbard lets that soak in. Taps back to the Navy guy. Next month, you're first. Well, this goes on for a while. And eventually, they get to the point where Colonel Hubbard is able to do 300 push-ups without putting a knee down. He ends up losing the competition to the other fella who's able to do 660. They do the same thing with sit-ups. Colonel Hubbard ends up doing over 300 sit-ups, excuse me, over 2,300 sit-ups. The Navy guy wins again by doing 2,700. They do skipping rope. Guess what? That one, Colonel Hubbard wins simply because the Navy guy is released 20 days earlier he has he still has the guinness book of world record for the most skips without missing a skip then we move to the mental potential one day a, a spanish uh speaking officer was put in the cell next to him so colonel hubbard taps on the on the what's your name guy taps back alvarez colonel hubbard taps back teach me spanish Alvarez says, are you kidding me? He says, well, what else you got to do? So for 18 months, by tapping on the wall, Colonel Hubbard learns Spanish. Upon release from prison, Colonel Hubbard decides to get a master's degree. He goes in to his professor, and as part of his master's degree, he has to have an advanced language course that he passes. He went to his professor and he said, give me the final exam now. His professor said, but you haven't taken the class. He said, it's okay. Don't worry. Just give it to me. I think I can pass it. So he takes the test and he passes it without ever hearing Spanish spoken, without ever having any formal education in Spanish. So what do we learn from Colonel Hubbard? Well, a couple things. Way too many to talk about here. We learn the importance of persistence, of not giving up hope, of being focused, of not giving up in the face of adversity, and on and on and on. But one thing we all have to ask ourselves is, what is the potential of a human being? And more important than that, we have to ask ourselves, what is my potential? What is your potential? And there are two kinds of people listening to this broadcast right now. The first kind that are going to say, great, Colonel Hubbard did a lot of push-ups, he did a lot of sit-ups, he learned Spanish. And the other kind of person that's going to say, well, if he did all that, what is my potential? I think I'll find out. The question is, as always, which one are you?